This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hello, 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 hello. It's Monday and it must be 1230 TWC Business Beat. Hi, I'm Jackie Groundsell and your host for the next two hours. How is everybody? Are you well? Have you been dodging in and out of the showers, etc., etc.? I'm broadcasting here from the studio in Penge, where the sun is absolutely glorious. Now, if you are listening and you have got a shout out coming up, do let me know. I can be found on all the socials as Jackie Groundsell. And if you have a look on our website, which is all the W's, 1230.co.uk you'll find on the navigation bar under connect there's all, all sorts of means of getting in touch with me so if you do have a shout out or, or you've got an event coming up um, or a birthday do give me a shout and I will do it for you I'm here every Monday 2 till 4 I've got some super guests for you today with the menopause gang our hot stuff with Fiona Catchpole and Aisley Petchy, Elsa Petchy, beg your pardon, um, who will be joining us. And hopefully Loretta Wright of the Life in Magazines will be able to join us, but she's got a dental appointment, so ouch and an ouch, and I hope it's not too painful for you, Loretta, and that you'll be able to join us. If she's not able to join us today, she'll be here another week as she um, is one of our regular present uh, guests i should say don't forget that if you miss any part of this show or any of the shows in the past you can find them on the 1230 website under podcasts and you can listen in there and you can find us now on spotify and on um, amazon music and shortly you'll be able to find us on apple as well so do keep an eye open for that now, what else have I got to tell you? Oh, yes. On Wednesday this week, it's the Bromley meeting with our host, Peggy McSweeney. Peggy is a photographer, but a very a special type of photographer. Clearly, I've got the wrong teeth in today. A very special type of photographer because she helps you with your branding and your marketing for your business. So do look out for Peggy and come and say hello to her at the meetings she, where she is a host. We hold the Bromley meetings on the third Wednesday of every month and they are held currently in the Barrel and Horn, just sort of fairly in the centre two minutes away from Primark, um, three minutes walk away from the Hill Car Park. So really convenient with both this, the Hill Car Park and also with the Glades Car Park. So that's Bromley on Wednesday at 12.30. Delicious lunch there and also great company and lots of connections for you to make. 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays 2 till 4 p.m. UK time tips inspiration fun tunes for and from business women on all the socials www.1230.co.uk at love to beat radio for new listeners today just to let you know that 1230 the women's company is all about networking for business women 
and business women can make connections for you, support. We've been going now for 21 plus years. I have anyway on this business. Um, and of course, added to that is all the experience and expertise that our hosts can offer as well with their businesses. So if you're a startup, this is for you. If you are a business that's been going for a while now, this is also for you because you've got the expertise in the speakers who actually join us at different meetings as well as the workshops. And every month, a member gets the opportunity to share with us in a take 10 something that they've found of interest or is useful. We don't do sales, we do building relationships. So that 10 minute slot could be um, an information, information about their business, um, an experience that they've had themselves or something that they've um, learnt along the way. So do try and come to the meetings on a regular basis. They're every month on a regular basis, you'll find those details on the website. As I mentioned, Bromley is on the third Wednesday of the month, and that is local to us here in Penge. Love to Beat radio station is based on the high street with a 24-7 service of radio via the internet. So do have a look on their website, which is www.lovedebeatradio.co.uk and that's L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T radio.co.uk and we have a wide variety of different presenters and different genres so do have a look on the website at the presenters and you'll see all the um, stuff that stuff Stuff? Is that the right word? No, not stuff. All the different types of music um, of information that they play for you. Um, on a Saturday, on a Saturday, I'm not too sure of the time, but on a Saturday, you've got Matt Hall from Bromley Football Club who broadcasts live from the game itself. So you've got um, hot on the spot. If you're a football enthusiast, do listen in on a Saturday and check out the timetable on the Love to Beat Radio website so again this is Jackie Groundsell broadcasting from Love to Beat radio station based here in Penge we have groups as 1230 the women's company which is networking for business women we have various events as well as our regular meetings for you and if there's something that you particularly would like to hear on the radio or at our meetings again do let me know You'll find me on all the socials. And of course, as I mentioned before, you'll find me on the website. So coming up very shortly is both Fiona Catchpole and a Elsa Petchy, both specialists in their field of menopause, bringing their own particular expertise. <laughs> but I guess Fiona Catchpole and Elsa Petchy are actually here and ready to go. So ladies, can you hear us? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Hello there. <laughs> Hello. Great stuff. Okay, so what's first of all, let's get the weather out of the way. What's the weather like with you, Fiona? Grey. Oh, yeah. okay. What's it like with you, Ailes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's going to pour down with rain. It's been beautiful this morning, but uh, this afternoon is looking a little bit dismal. So it's going to be nice talking to some happy 
lucky people on here today. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know, you can't predict anything about our weather these days, can you? And we won't mention climate change, of course, which, of course, is very important. But um, I think sometimes it can, some people can get a bit too heavy on it. So, Ailsa, um, I know um, that you need to leave us around about 3.30. Fiona, have you got any time constraints with you? Um, no. Do you mean we're stuck I with you now for the rest the of the time? time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, ask Elsa to introduce for our regular listeners, obviously just a reminder about you guys um, and also for our new listeners. Elsa, if you'd like to introduce yourself and let our listeners know something about you. Yes. Of course, yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Ailsa. I'm from Menopause Collective and also newly formed Olive Collective, which I'll tell you a little bit about. Mm. And we deal work, work with lots of lovely ladies who are going through menopause, hormone depletion, and hopefully give a little bit of um, advice and just ways to manage things so that you feel a little bit more like your old self again. Excellent. Okay, so um, Fiona, if you'd like to now introduce yourself and let our listeners Hi, know something I'm of you. Hi, I'm Catchpaw, I'm the creator and founder of The Menopause School. We teach individuals, groups and organisations how to create a confident conversation around menstrual health and menopause. And our flagship course is how to become a menopause doula. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, now, um, Elsa, you mentioned something that you were going to tell us about in a minute. Is that minute now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, since we last spoke, Jackie, um, uh, myself and Jerry, who uh, we are Menopause Collective combined, but obviously you get to just talk to me today, sadly, for you. <laughs> oh, no, always Jerry's a pleasure. Got a wealth of other, other knowledge. But um, we've also set up Olive Collective, which is a CIC, because what we're going to be doing is we are actually going to be running workshops and in-person workshops and online workshops uh, for women just to, so that we can help them sort of get that balance back and it's going to be a combination of workshops that are going to include some advice for whether you're in business or whether you're um, on whether it's just individual interest for yourself on just ways to sort of manage the, the trickiness that we have in midlife where you know when our hormones comes out um, what you know what we can do just to make ourselves feel a little bit better so uh, yes I'm really looking forward to that and that's also linked with our olive-health app that we have so on if you go to olive-health um, in the apple store or on google play you'll be able to see our app and we've got lots of information videos lots of ways for you to handle all sorts of elements to do with menopause so um, whether that's from weight gain to um, you know hot flushes to uh, you know, just ways to naturally deal with things, um, as well as dispelling a few myths about HRT along the way as well. 12.30 TWC, Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes, for and from business women on all the socials, www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Um, thank you for that. Now, now, I would guess that not everybody knows what a CIC is. So would you just expand on that for oh, us a little? Of course. It's a community interest company. And what that means is that we're looking to raise funds um, to be able to en enable women who want to take care of themselves, uh, join some other workshops, but um, hopefully we can get them paid for 
by um, by the funding that we can get as a community interest company, which is really exciting because, you know, there's there's a lot of women out there who are suffering in silence and not sort of, even if they're listening to this, they're sort of like pushing things under the carpet and just hoping to goodness they'll feel better soon and not necessarily dealing with things hands on. And um, as a CIC, that just means that we can actually hopefully offer a few places into some of our workshops that we're going to be doing. We've got some day retreats coming up and, um, you know, those sorts of things will actually really, really help a lot of people. So that's what we're hoping to do. Oh, brilliant. Interesting. You know, I'm always meeting the most interesting of people. I was stood in a queue on um, Easter Sunday to go on an Easter egg trail hunt, um, which took over half an hour and gave up the ghost in the end because the three-year-old really an almost three-year-old really didn't want to be waiting all that length of time but the point of this ramble is that uh, I got in a conversation with the lady stood next to me who was having a hot flush um, and, um, and I said to her how interesting it was and exciting that businesses now are t paying much more attention to the difficulties that women um, not everybody but a um, lot of women do experience and she was telling me that she's actually a manager in the company that she works for and has done all the training so that I didn't get the name of the business that she works for but I thought it was interesting that we can tick another box um, for for businesses taking and paying attention to what's actually going on with their female workforce. Well, that's nice to hear that uh, that some companies are really embracing it now. And I think mm. I think a lot of the, the, you know, it's coming up to um, the forefront, isn't it, where people are wanting to know more about it and to share whether it's male or female. So I think it's that's brilliant, really, really good. Yeah, you say about male or female, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I, again, I can remember when my eldest son was going through... A, the hormonal stage my doctor actually is saying to me um how people don't actually pay attention to young boys when that is happening to them because they have quite a difficult time so that's that's quite interesting is there anybody actually looking after and, and flagging up those difficulties for young young men for men we're, we're struggling i keep losing you it's fiona here um Hi, fiona. but i think you're asking is there anybody looking to support the help the men understand is that what your question was yeah 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 i mean all of the talks that we do or i've done you know as part of the medical school are what we would call co-ed so there's always um i refer to them as co-menstrators so that's our terminology of choice is menstruator and co-menstruator and it helps them feel included in the conversation and certainly I've noticed that, I mean, one of the last talks I did, most of the questions came from the co-menstrators in, um, in, in the audience asking how they could support their menstruators and or men who then become menopausers. So today's menstruator is tomorrow's menopause. So, um, yeah, I think there is more to be done with regards to helping the men and the co-menstruators to understand the terminology but that's not going to happen until we got the menstruators clear on exactly what's happening as well so while we're working kind of in tandem um there's still going to be people so for example i was at the the water had a water cooler moment with somebody the other day where she said oh god yeah my dad was moaning about um the menopausal women in his uh, office who have got brain fog 
And I said, ah, perhaps he needs a one-page guide on how to be empathetic to somebody experiencing brain fog. But if you've not had that somebody in place with the opportunity and the correct information to explain what brain fog is, then that person is going to continue to slip through the cracks in the pavement. Um, But gradually, step by step, slowly and surely, we are educating the world. (laughs) And... Um, you know, change, changes are taking place. So, yeah, no, that's brilliant. I, I mean, a, apart from obviously organisations such as Twelve Thirty TWC supporting both you guys and trying to get the word out there, wh- wh- how do you let people know about this? How I mean, really, it all starts with young young women with periods, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, how do you get the word out there that there's support for? everybody really in in all shapes and forms as, as you've just described in terms of because it, it, it affects the whole family it affects friends um you know it, it, it affected me in a nice way when I was stood in the queue talking to that lady um but how do you get the word out there Elsa how, how about you what's how are you doing well, you that? know, it, it is difficult. I mean, and one of the things, actually, one of the reasons why we've changed uh, our name from Menopause Collective to Olive Collective is for that very reason, is because it's, it's, some people absolutely switch off to menopause. None of us actually agree with that we are the ages that we are. I think we all pretend that we're about 15 to 20 years younger, you know, and with that in mind, you never think you're going through it, do you? <laughs> and then, obviously... You know, what would be really great is, as, as Fiona's quite rightly doing brilliantly, is educating from, you know, post-puberty, really. Post-puberty to post-menopausal would be just perfect because hormones affect us throughout our lives. Um, and we have sort of like now categorised it as being, or, you know, if you're perimenopause, menopause or post-menopause or even pre-menopause, you know, and, and as, she, as she quite rightly just said, it's really confusing for so many women. And the main reason is, is because there's no standard entry point or way that every woman will go through this everyone is going to be different and so when you're trying to talk about something like this it's a really difficult thing it's not like there's a starting point and everybody will go right this is it and it's at this age at this time I'm going to have a hot flush I'm going to have a menstrual cycle change and I'm going to feel xyz It, it, it doesn't happen like that and because of that most of the time, we're always in denial about where we are with our health, with our wellness on a day-to-day basis, just in general terms. So about then age. All <laughs> age, absolutely. Or about our age. That actually, just to try and get people educated to understand is quite difficult. So we are changing it from being menopause-specific mm-hmm. to across the board. Because as you quite rightly say, it, you know, whether it's um, just after going through puberty, you have a huge change. In your 20s and 30s, you know, you're, you're almost like adapting to what you've gone through. And Fiona, you're going to correct me completely. I'm no on this. But then you've got, obviously, if you, have, if you get pregnant, you've got hormones that affect your pregnancy. Some ladies suffer with PCOS. Some people deal with P, P, POI, all these acronyms. And then at some stage, you will start having normal hormone depletion as you go into menopause. And so if we can support women from an early enough age, 
and so they're aware of some of these changes they can know what to look out for and know how to hopefully handle this a little bit better yeah, I, touch... no, and I absolutely agree and we went through a similar or I went through a similar life cycle in my business as well um, because I mean although we're called the menopause school we talk about menstrual and menopause health and one of our principles is that we actually don't talk about menopause unless we talk about menstrual health first so if because one of my light bulb moments was seeing an article in the telegraph and it was the head of sixth form um from a school in oxford who had sent an email out to sixth form girls saying it wasn't appropriate for them to have time off school due to period pains because it was just part of being a woman whoa right? <laughs> whoa and i sat there and i went that's why we don't talk about menopause because yeah. we don't talk yeah. about menstruation and we don't talk about menstruation because no one taught us how to. No, exactly. And that was why. But, so I completely understand why you've moved your name because there is this mental block as soon as you mention the word uh, menopause. So I tend to now start things off. And I had a really lovely experience at the NatWest um Entrepreneurs Accelerator program recently. We did an exercise with a, a, a business person sat next to me where you, we talked to each other for a minute about our own our own self or our own business. And then we had to introduce the other person. And the one thing I said to him, which stuck with him, is um, when he said, so what do you do? I said, well, I saved lives, changed the world, one menopause at a time. <laughs> yeah, I bet that floored him, didn't it? <laughs> and that, but he remembered that. Yeah. And that actually stopped the brick wall that I know that you get when you mention the word menopause so yeah it's a difficult one but gradually step by step people like Elsa and myself putting that menstrual health section in talking about you know the beginning of the story and trying to fill the void otherwise we're going to see in another 10 15 years we'll be in the same place because we haven't educated the right people in the right way at the right time and so it is it's paso a paso as we say in Spain but um, we're getting there. We are getting there. We are making a change. <laughs> I Fiona, I touched on uh, this with you um, the other week, and I don't know if Elsa's got anything to add to it, but I was at um, my granddaughter's 30th birthday party, um, sat opposite a lady who had brought her daughter, who was nine, with her. And somehow, I'm not too sure how, we got around to talking to the menopause. And she then went on and sort of said, well, you know, she's nine. How do I, what do I do? do and we would then, then my granddaughter said that her mum, i.e. my daughter, had said she had to take evening primrose. And she found that very helpful. And of course, all that information came from grandmother in the first place. But the interesting thing is, and both of you might remember, that my daughter is, in, is of a certain age and has been insistent that she is not going through the menopause, she is not going through perimenopause or any stage of menopause at all. Equally, when we said because of um, the... Um, behaviour, if you like, of the grand of said granddaughter at the time, when we thought that maybe evening primrose oil may be useful to her, I suggested that my daughter also might find it helpful, and she was adamant that she wouldn't. So I thought that was interesting. But what I why I touched on it with uh, Fiona, and I'd be interested in, if you've got any other thoughts on it, Elsa, is that this lady asks in this conversation. Well, when would evening primrose useful? 
evening primrose be useful for her daughter? If so, at what age should she give it to her? Pause. Oh, yes, um, evening primrose oil. Um, <coughs> well, I think when we looked into it, it wasn't advisable for someone kind of under 16, really. Yeah. And it shouldn't really be the first entry in um, looking at how you might support the menstrual cycle. We really need to start with nutrition, first yep. of all. Yep. And I'd probably go with a lot more of um, go with the nutrition and then I'd, I'd probably add essential oils because they're probably the next best, safest thing rather than taking a supplement at that age. But if they learn to manage their menstrual cycle by tracking, understanding their menstrual health, their body literacy, learning that, understanding what is and isn't a normal menstrual cycle, and, and learning more about their own development. That's the, that would be the first step. And then um, at the same time, obviously looking at nutrition, um, their movement and their sleep. The same things that I would suggest people put in a menopause toolkit are what should be in a menstrual health toolkit to start off with. That can take 30 to 60 days. I mean, especially as a young person, the menstrual cycle is not necessarily stable anyway, so it can take a little bit longer for them to learn about themselves. Mm. Um, and then you could look at supplementation, probably post-16 age, but um, that would supplementation would be my first port of call with somebody so young. Yeah. Um, but this is why we need to have not just that first period conversation. There needs to be a second and a third and a fourth and... A fifth, do you know what I mean? That doesn't have to be this so pointed. Like, so it's a sort of natural thing, I guess. You know, it's 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 yeah, the norm. I mean, I definitely, I, I would also agree. I completely agree with what Fiona says because um, we are a society now that just wants to take a tablet and it all goes away. Everything works, and I think that's something that you know we want a really quick fix for everything. And sadly, with our hormones, it doesn't it doesn't work like that, does it? And no. nutrition is probably the key to so much of the issues we go through because of our sugar spikes. It just, it, it, most, I would say most children now, when you look at what the advertising is on the television, it's not healthy eating at all. It's no. not as no. you need them to be on. So mm. I think what, um, what Fiona just said is absolutely right. You know, when you want to take a supplement, just look what else you're putting into your body. There's no point in taking a evening primrose or a, you know um i don't know a beet milk thistle or something yeah, or milk, milk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever uh, but there's no point to take any of those things um if you're you know if you're then going to have a glass of wine and uh you know um and half a well it, like me an easter egg you know it's it just doesn't <laughs> work. now the truth know. comes out <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh yeah, I, I completely agree with Fiona. It's got mm -hmm. yeah. um, lifestyle first and then... Yeah, yeah. Because there was another lady I was speaking to um, on the same occasion who was then started to tell me that how her daughter's periods were so, so bad and that she had told her only the other day that it was probably the worst period she'd ever had. And then somewhere in the conversation it got around to the fact, oh, yes, well, but she loves biscuits. And, you know, she'd eaten a packet of biscuits the other day. And I went, well, that's not going to help. And she said, oh, yeah, but she said, Mum, I was just craving sugar. I said, that's why we need to educate, because that's making her periods worse. You know, yeah. it's not just, I always say now, it's not just the seven days that we bleed and don't die. 
right? Yeah. We have to look Ooh. at the other 21 Ooh. in the month as well. You know, it's you've got to look at it as a whole thing. Yeah. And I wish, and I was speaking to somebody this morning as well, as you said the same, I wish I had understood that about tracking and cycling much earlier on and the impact of what I was eating and how I was moving, like, way, way back. Yeah. It took me until I got to, like, 46 or 47, but my periods were so bad with perimenopause, that's when I sat down and went, what the is going on here and why am I feeling like this? And mm. so that I didn't start to unfold this until until then, which, you mm. know, probably could have helped myself so yeah. much more if I'd understood it more, which is one of the things that drives me and what, what I'm yeah. doing now. So. Well, interestingly enough, and I, I have mentioned her to you before, my, my stepdaughter is now 15 and she's, she's got a few um, mental health, health issues, if you like. She's a very bright girl. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, and I was talking to my son, who's a sort of stepdad, um, and I said to him, you, you ought to, when she's having these moments, if you like, do you monitor them? Do you see? Do they fall in with, a, a, you know, once a month? Is there anything like that? And he said, oh, no, our mum doesn't do that. And I said, well, talk to them and say to them that they need to see what's going on on a time scale. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, monitoring, I, I don't know if you do this, Fiona, but I definitely tell a lot of the women I work with just to start journaling. And this is at any age. I think diarising mm. where you're at, as you say, following whether you've got a, an app or something to help you follow where you are, are with your cycle is, is a really good thing to do. Um, yeah, I mean, if you actually monitored, even in a week, just decide, you know, how did you sleep the night before? Did you have a bad night's sleep? Um uh, if you did have a bad night's sleep, what do you think triggered that? Could have been something that happened the day before. Was it a stressful day? Did you eat badly? You know, did you eat late at night? Did you have a curry? Was it spicy? I don't know. You can start those sorts of things. In the morning, how did you wake up? Did you have a hot flush? Or if you're if obviously with a, a young person, they may not have hot flushes. But did you feel disgusting? Do you feel, you know, how do you feel in the morning? Do you feel sluggish? Did you, uh, you know, do you feel energized? What did you have for breakfast? Did you move during the morning? Did you do any exercise at lunchtime? What did you have? Um, how was your morning? Did you have a stressful time at work or a stressful time at school? You know, who did you fall in and out of friendship with? You know, those sorts of things. And if you could track that through the day and you go through each each day and you do that, you'll suddenly see that there's a pattern that forms. You know, I had the chocolate biscuit at three o'clock in the afternoon. I wanted to fall asleep on my face at half past four. You know, um, I, I, you know, or I, I got really cross and I had, I had a bit of red mist and it was because I had, you know, like, I don't know, like a hot cross bun. There's loads of reasons why we get triggered and it's usually to do with a sugar spike that causes our hormones to go off the rails. And um, so actually monitoring it, um, I'm afraid, I'm sorry, some of your questions got lost uh, whilst you were saying, Jackie, so I hope I'm answering. No, 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 it is covering such a multitude, so it's really useful, yeah. Okay, there you go. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. So, um, Elsa, you were talking a bit about um, diet and nutritional things. Would you like to expand with... Oh, no, I know what you must need to do, both of you, before we forget. How are people going to actually get in touch with you, please? Oh, um, right. Well, so if you would like to get in touch with me, um, Ailsa, then um, I'm at 
menopause.collective on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, if you'd like to start following us on Olive Health, then you can you can either go onto our app and go to olive-health at the App Store. And you can also come onto Instagram and see us as olivecollective.uk. So those are all the ways you can actually get in touch with us. And uh, yes, any questions about menopause or hormone depletion, then I'd uh, love to be able to help you. Excellent. Fiona, how are people going to get in touch with you, please? They can find me at themenopauseschool.com. So if you go to the website there, you'll find all the different ways that you can connect with us as um, an organisation or a health and wellness professional. And you will see um, the new uh, Menopause Evolution Hub that uh, you can join um, if you want to learn more about Health and menopause as um, as a wellness professional or life coach or anyone who works with I mean supporting them with their physical and mental health it's uh, a perfect resource for them and then we have the menopause doula course as well so yeah that's how you if you you'll find everything on the menopauseschool.com you'll see the Facebook the Twitter and uh, the Instagram and LinkedIn and stuff so you'll find all the links there. And don't forget this show is being recorded and will be in podcast form on the 12.30 website under podcasts next Friday. I know, set in stone you are now, Um, as well as being able to get us on Spotify and Amazon Music. And very shortly, uh, these shows will be available on Apple as well. So do have a look in a week's time. If you've missed any part or you want to go over something again and just listen to what either Elsa or uh, Fiona has said about um, this change in in our bodies uh, that happen and how we manage it um, next not this Friday but next Friday it will be available on the 1230 website that's all the w's 1230.co.uk um, under podcasts on the navigation bar and don't forget that we have the Bromley meeting this Wednesday at 12.30 so ladies Ailsa you're going to help us a little bit with some dietary things I think yes so uh, we were talking, weren't we, just during the little break um, about the fact that I've had quite a lot of ladies who are asking about weight loss, or should I say weight gain during menopause. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that comes into spring specifically, where we know that we're going towards the summer, that we're going to be having to bear a little bit more skin. I think we're a little bit more like, oh God, now what do I have to do? And also I think the weight thing then starts to become more prominent in their minds. So um, I just thought I would just give some just some guidelines if anybody's interested or sort of maybe things to keep an eye on to help you when you're in midlife and you know that um, you're not able to lose weight the way you used to. Because I think what happens is we we keep thinking that we're in our 20s and 30s and you tend to always regress back to what you did in your 20s and 30s. But hormonally, you're completely different right now. So if you are in your mid to late 40s going into your 50s you are in a perimenopausal scenario or even in menopause you may find that um just there's that weight gain that comes around your midriff um and just seems to just sit there and doesn't seem to go and um i've had lots of ladies say to me but the thing is i'm i'm exercising like i used to i'm still eating the way i used to but when you actually drill down there's quite a few things that um i think are coming up so One of the things um, that I know has happened to quite a few of the ladies I speak to during the Easter holidays is obviously if you're having chocolate or hot cross buns and all the indulgences that you want during an Easter period, or that could be Christmas, it could be anniversaries, it could be any celebration type of weekend. 
then what you tend to find is that a lot of people then goes into the the right well i've done all of that i'm going to start missing meals or under eating in order to compensate and so your body then goes into this mode of you know not having basically enough calories or protein to work from in order to function properly and you have these major fatigue elements and you start feeling rotten again and it's mainly because your body isn't able to it hasn't got anything in it in order to you know change it into energy and into muscle now um our metabolisms slow down as we get older so we have to start looking at what we can do to get ourselves our metabolisms lifted as much as possible and a lot of the time in the past most people would think right i'm just going to go to the gym and i'm going to just you know run for an hour or do high you know hard um hit workouts in order to try and get themselves you know stronger and fitter and normally that would have been fine but if you're quite stressed um if you are have got a sort of like a lifestyle that you feel that things are coming at you from all over the place adding in stressful workouts are actually going to just make your cortisol levels kick up and that actually makes you hold on to weight so best way to maybe solve things like weight gain is first of all let's just think about what Fiona said a little bit earlier on about nutrition looking at your portion sizes trying to have three good meals a day with a nice amount of protein and the way that I always talk to my ladies about having protein in their diet is to look at the palm of your hand and if you look at the palm of your hand that is the size of protein that actually your body can digest don't look at your partners look at your own so you have your, the, the portion size for you. So if you can have, whether it's a really nice lean piece of meat, fish, something with protein in that, um, each meal you should feel satiated, full. You should won't need to crave anything because your body is not being spiked. It's going to be fed really, really well. Try and keep your um, refined and simple carbs down, which is those sort of like, dare I say it, you know, white potatoes, white bread, white rice, um, any sweets and treats, if those can be kept down and, you know, just improve the amount of protein that you have in your diet, um, as well as healthy fats, so nuts, um, avocados, you know, healthy healthy um, oils are good, then those things will actually make you feel full all day, you won't need to snack, and then you can actually start feeling the benefits mentally and physically. You also will retain energy, and we want energy as we get older, so we don't want to be missing meals. We do want to be, and I know there's a whole thing, I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of people going, oh, the thing is, I like to fast. That's another subject completely that we'll go on to on another day. Just keep it simple. <laughs> I always say, keep it simple, like the KISS process. Keep it simple, stupid, in that three meals a day, try not to snack, try not to eat after seven o'clock at night so that you don't go into your evenings feeling full and then ruin your sleep. Try not to graze all day. If you graze all day, if you have like, your breakfast and then you snack in mid-morning and then you have your lunch and then you snack in the afternoon and then you have your supper and then you snack in the evening you're keeping your sugar levels high and spiked all day and what that tends to do is it actually means that your body will not use it shuts down your fat burning process basically it won't use the fat in your body so everybody says they want to lose fat but actually you can't lose fat if you're grazing all day and keeping your sugar levels high uh, because your insulin is triggered and um, it's just not a way to, to function. So um, we do need to have a look at those sorts of things. Um, managing stress, having a good night's sleep, 
and rest is probably much more important at this stage in our lives. And doing things like really good walks and strength training is really, really important. Um, there's so many videos out there at the moment about strength training, and I think a lot of it puts a lot of women off. But if you could actually just think about putting some strength into your muscles, your muscles will stay, you'll have nice toned arms, nice toned body. Um, you'll be feeding into your skeleton, your skeleton becomes less porous. You actually will function better, you'll ache less. Uh, you'll physically feel good, your metabolism will be lifted, and all in all, if you could do nutrition, good sleep and rest, exercise with weight, and make sure you drink lots of water, those elements will always help you to lose a little bit of weight, or the fat weight that you want to lose, which is, I think, the thing that everybody wants to do. So that was very quickly, whoop! <laughs> brilliant, but, oh, brilliant. I was just thinking as, as you were talking, actually, maybe next time when you both come on um, for our hot stuff, um, that we have some menus from you that might be useful for people to, to focus yeah. in on. Absolutely, absolutely, no problem at all. Mm. Um, say one other thing I've just got to say, and I don't know if you have this, Fiona, or people talking to you about this, but um, I have quite a few women who say, well, the thing is, I do a workout today, and they might do like a 20-minute workout in the morning, and they may do a walk, but they then sit down for seven hours in the day, you know, so you do all your little bit of exercise at the beginning of the day, then you sit down and do your work for seven hours, but without any movement during the day. And then, you know, they don't do anything in an evening either. And the expectation is that that little bit of exercise in your morning or the evening is going to be enough to counteract, um, you know, weight gain. Um, if you can just do some regular exercise or movement, I'm going to call it movement rather than exercise because exercise is a turn off word, isn't it? But movement during your day. So a kettle sometimes can take up to four minutes to make a cup of tea, two minutes to boil and the rest of it. If you can, if you can move whilst the kettle's boiling, um, you know, when you go into the toilet, go the long way around the office to the toilet and back, you'll find that you actually move your body more. And it's that, that regular movement through the day is going to be the thing that really helps you, not just the 20 minutes or 30 minutes that you put into one range of exercise. I don't know, Fiona, would you agree with that? Have you heard? Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. It's, and I call it movement as well rather than exercise. Um, move little and often. Moving one way is better than no way. Um, and def definitely it's, it's the non-negotiable, but it is sometimes if you kind of get out of a habit, like sometimes myself when I've been doing something really intense on the project or something and I've been sat at the desk for a few days, you have to go, oh, my God, I haven't moved three days, you know, um, and you get out of a habit. You can very easily see how you get out of that the good habits. Um, and then putting them back in again and yeah remembering to go and move i'm going to go for a walk later on i have a new uh waterproof which i need to test drive which is fortunate because it is gray and looks like it will be raining oh, the, the sun's come out beautifully here in sunny pond Ooh, showing off now i know yeah. i know i must admit i'm probably the biggest culprit in all the things that you are talking about now in terms of movement i do try the one thing because i have a home office um my one thing that i am conscious of which i think is helpful to me is that we do have a lot of stairs so i do tend to try and use those as, as my exercise and when i'm in the shower i actually hang on to the top of the door and stretch um but but i am conscious of that that i should probably do some more movement yeah. Well, when you said that the, 
the average steps in a day should be, I mean, this is, you know, everybody's going to be different, but, you know, they used to say 10,000 steps a day. Um, and then when you realise on the watch, you can adjust that. If you've got one of those, um, you know, Fitbits or things like that, you can actually obviously monitor what you do. Um, my husband works from home at times and he's exactly the same. And I sometimes check with him at the end of the day where, you know, what have you done? And he's just walking around the house. It's around two to two and a half thousand steps maximum. And that's with getting up and down stairs as well. And, you know, if everybody does that as their norm, that's where we're having issues with um, people saying that their bodies are aching, that they're not losing weight, that they are, you know, finding that they feel really sluggish. Um, mental health is really poor when you're not getting out into that fresh air. Mm. I mean, I love the feeling that you've got a really great new waterproof because I love walking in the rain. You've got more oxygen because of the H2O in the air. You know, breathe it in. Mental health is just as important, if not more so, then your you know physical health because if your mental health is good it makes you go and do the physical health <laughs> True. mental health is low nobody wants to move you don't want to go out you don't want to do anything but if you can get your mental health into a really good place and a little bit more positive that will get you that energy just to get out through that front door and get out there and yeah i mean jackie if you can just during a lunch break walk out to the front door and literally do, do a little lap around you know like the block you'd feel amazing for your afternoon start it would really make a big difference yep Yep, I know. I hear you, and I agree. Yeah, it's like um, it's planning it though. Um, so where I've moved to now is I haven't haven't quite found the walk, you know. Um, so I will go exploring more. But when I was living somewhere else, I had this lovely little route. So you kind of do have to, um you know put some thought into it if you're going to do it regularly it's got to be something that you enjoy doing and walking somewhere that you want to walk so I had two two little walks I would do one was a quicker one if I only had 20 minutes and one was the longer the longer route but they both had a little bit of an incline in them as well so I knew that I was going to be getting a bit of huff and puffing and I think I didn't realize how lucky um, I was with those particular routes because you do have to kind of like hunt you know if you haven't got such good pavements where you live you know, but you can just keep on putting those excuses in, in, in your way. <laughs> yes, true, but, um, true. So, yes, yeah, so I'm going to take the route down to the park, which on the way home will be a bit of an incline. So it's kind of like, um, I call it like menopause feng shui. You have to, like, have things aligned so that you, yes. you do them so that you do them. You, you do. You have to, and planning is absolutely right. If you don't plan it in, it, it actually is one of the last things you want to do, <laughs> bizarrely. <laughs> Even though it helps so much, it's... Yeah, the last thing on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it. It all, all makes absolute perfect sense, and we're we. Yeah, I mean, oh, guilty, guilty. <laughs> I don't. That's one thing I actually would say, Jackie. Though, is don't I? I always say to people, just know, you know, every day is a new day. Don't ever regret what you've done or regret what you're doing. You know, that's just life. But if you can make us, I always say, just do one change. Don't look at changing everything in your life. Change one thing in a day mm. and that thing consistently. And then once that becomes your norm, then change another thing. When I think that's the biggest mistake everybody makes is like, you know, um, most people say to me, oh my God, you're going to ask me to stop drinking wine. You're going to ask me to stop doing this and that and the other. And I'm like, well, no, you're the only one who can you know make understand why you want to stop doing something if it's really hurting you and not supporting you that's that's your choice but what i would say is start off gently you know if you're used to drinking a glass of wine every night of the week 
take it down to first of all half a glass of wine, then take it down to every other day, then take it down to, you know, maybe just at the weekend. You know, everybody can do things in a in a in an easier way. It doesn't have to be that. But at the end of the day, if it's not supporting you, you know, then and you're carrying on doing it, you can't complain that it's a, you're you're feeling bad because you're carrying on doing something that's not helping you. And yeah. that's the only thing we can only guide, we can only help and suggest. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all down to us and brains and you know, we we know what we want to do. It's whether we choose to do it and plan to do it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean we it's um you can give us all the advice in the world, as you say, and all your expertise, etc. But we have to make the final decision, and um, um, yeah, it's what's important to you. I think, do you know, if I said to you, you were going to, you've got a week left to live, you would suddenly be out and about, seeing everything that you could possibly, see. you know, it, you suddenly would have momentum, mm. and we've got to find the momentum before we hit rock bottom. Because what happens is a lot of us hit rock bottom, and the if you don't do something, you can't go any lower. You just feel the worst. Mm. It's only at that stage we then go, do you know what? I'm going to try this. Even when you don't want to, you just do it. I would love to stop women getting to the point of feeling their worst. And then we have to help them from that mm. point. Much mm. prefer somebody to be feeling reasonable, but could tweak it. Yep. It's so much easier than feeling really, really bad. Bottom, and then yeah. try try and get scrape your floor yeah. and lift you back up again i think that's the hardest thing yeah no, i think i think I, I, yeah i mean that makes perfect sense doesn't it it's not uh, um it's that is great but i think also um from our point of view and from the radio show point of view if you can either work together or independently get some uh, a, a few menus a couple of menus together um that yeah. we can run through with on the radio and also um i don't know maybe maybe we'll put those in writing and perhaps um on the on well, Jackie, the blogs or something we've got on our um olive olive dash health app there's a great nutrition guide as to what is really good all oh, right okay and stuff and also some recipes as well so there are already some things on the olive dash health app okay okay so they're all there so uh, yeah no cool yeah we can have a go at chatting about that next time i'm sure that fiona's yeah. got some good recipes as well just having seen her lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Very good wheat-free alternatives to, you know, like bread and things like that as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, okay, so um, ever conscious of time, I would like you to, uh, particularly you, Elsa, to, to make sure that we've got all your contact details that people can actually find you with. Um, oh, hang on one second, please. Loretta has just bombed in, so let's. Uh, I'm going to let her in. We've got five minutes, so I'm going to let her in. But while I let her in, if you would like to go ahead and give your contact details for us, of course. Please. So, um, it's Elsa and um, Menopause Collective, uh, menopause.collective is where you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, um, and also uh, Olive Collective UK on Instagram as well. So um, that's where you can find us. And if you've got any questions or anything you want to know about, not only nutrition and uh, food and stuff, but, you know, just menopause or hormone depletion, then uh, we are going to be putting together some workshops that we're going to be running around the Milton Keynes area to start with. But we're going to also do some online work as well that you can also join in with. So uh, for businesses and for individuals. So just let me know if you're interested. 
Brilliant. I think one of the things that maybe um, apart from obviously you giving us your contact details is the fact that we have a resources page. So if there's something there that you'd like me to put up on that, um, Elsa, do let me know. Um, yes. and, and obviously we can do that. Now, as I just mentioned, Loretta Wright has joined us. So hi, Loretta. How are you? Is it 2.30? <laughs> It should have been 2.30, Jackie. It should have been. I'm all numb. <laughs> okay. Hello. Okay. Um, well, I know that um, Elsa has got to shoot off. Fiona is okay. going to stay with us, and you are indeed, Loretta. So um, thank you so much, Elsa, for being with us, and you thank will you. be joining us again at some point, I know. And um, just a reminder that everything that has been included in this particular show will be in a podcast next week so anything that you've missed that Elsa has mentioned so far you can catch up with on there so Elsa thank you so much for being with us and I'll see oh, you all you, again Jackie. take care see you soon take care bye take bye. care bye. Elsa bye. thank bye. you all right bye. bye okay okay so Fiona and Loretta you can say hello to each other so you're all tuned in Hi. <laughs> Hello. Excuse the mouth. Just ignore it. <laughs> I can see you. Can yeah, see more wonky. Oh dear. Okay, yeah. so Fiona, just take a um, a breather for a moment while uh, Loretta, if you'd like to introduce yourself to our listeners. I know some of them will know you already, but we will have new listeners who don't. So, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah. So I'm Loretta and I am the publisher of Life in Magazines and the editor of Life in Orpington and Life in Bromley. Excellent. So thank you very much for that. Um, now, I know that you have recently had a mega announcement and not everybody, some of our listeners will know what you've been up to in that respect, but not everybody would, will. So if you'd like to share with us what that amazing thing is that you've organised for the Borough of Bromley businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So I have launched um, some, well, they're called the ABBAs, so it stands for the Above and Beyond Bromley Business Awards, and uh, so they are essentially business awards in the Borough of Bromley. So that's what I've, uh, I've launched, and uh, the nominations are now open, the website is up, um, so yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a great event. It's uh, it culminates in a, in a ceremony on the 9th of November this year, uh, Thursday to Thursday, and um, I mean it's it's kind of taken off, which is kind of you know suggests to me that it's it's a much wanted event. It's, it's a long time coming. I think the last time yeah. Bromley event uh, business awards were run was 2019. So. You know, it's it's really exciting to be part of this, you know, big initiative and and to to get some great feedback on it already. Yeah, well done you. And I think Fiona, I think you need to move into Bromley for a couple of months so you qualify. I think. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Larissa, what we've actually been talking about because um, Fiona and Elsa have the specialism in menopausal and all sort of female things in that respect. Um, is that something that uh, you've been aware of in your own personal life that you would like to share with us at all? Or just tell me to be quiet and we'll move on and capture Fiona and get her chatting. Jackie, say the, say, say the question again. I didn't quite get it. Right. Um, 
actually, Fiona, would you like to go ahead and and introduce yourself again so that Loretta is up to speed with what's going on there? Uh, so, yeah, sure. My name's uh, Fiona Catchpole, and I'm the creator and founder of the Menopause School. So myself and Elsa uh, has the Menopause Collective, and I have the Menopause yeah. School. So we've been talking all things menstrual health and menopause for the last hour or so. And oh, wow. um, <laughs> I think that's kind of where Jackie was asking, somewhere along the lines on the question, because Jackie keeps breaking up, and I know it's a bit tricky for us to hear what she's saying. Um, yeah, so I help support... Um, wellness professionals who want to learn more about the topics to add to their existing skill set so that if they're working with somebody for example as a physical trainer and that person clearly perhaps is not well at certain times of the month or has challenges or is perhaps experiencing what they think might be perimenopause symptoms that they yeah. would then have the knowledge um to be able to kind of have a confident conversation, figure out how they could help them individually and then perhaps signpost them to um, further resources. So um, it's about not just normalising the conversation and having conversations, it's having good quality ones and um, being able to confidently um, answer questions, you know, and, and explain what menopausing is because we talk about um, menstrual health um, yeah. as much as we do about menopause because basically you're menopausing um, to a greater or lesser extent from the day you start your periods to the day you stop and beyond so there's uh, a lot more to it than meets the eye but it, there are some very simple fixes and uh, there's a lot of missing pieces in the puzzle so i'm thinking perhaps we should have a little um excerpt in each of the editions of your magazine and we can actually give people <laughs> nice one. health knowledge that they need <laughs> nice one i like it <laughs> it's uh, i want i'll invite you to uh, to write about it for our final thought actually it's an interesting topic um and one that obviously affects half the population <laughs> at some point in their lives um yeah, my, my story was a, it's a little bit different, actually. I mean, I wasn't even perimenopausal when I got thrown into menopause just because of um, the medication that I'm now on, hormonal treatments. So I didn't have that transition from being mm. perimenopausal into menopause. So I have struggled myself with, uh, you know, the hot flushes especially. Um, you know, one minute I, I go from one extreme to the other. To the other. So I get very hot all of, all of a sudden. And it's funny because I have noticed there is a direct link between certain foods that I eat. So coffee definitely sets me off on a hot flush. Anything with sugar, if I have some sweets, within seconds I'm getting the uh, – and it engulfs you, doesn't it? It's not just a hot flush. And it literally engulfs your whole body. It's a bit like being in labor. You know, you can't control yeah. it. Um, and there I am, throwing open the windows, tearing my clothes off, and then – Within a matter of minutes, I'm freezing cold, so I go from one extreme to the other. Um, yeah, so it has been challenging, I have to say. That's probably the worst. The insomnia as well. That's, uh, that's oh, no good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the insomnia for sure. Um, so that's how it's affected me. Um, so it has been a little bit of a struggle, and like I said, especially being thrown <laughs> in the deep end, literally. Yeah, and... <laughs> That you you are just a living and breathing example of what Elsa and I've just been talking about. We, I mean, literally, Elsa was just talking about tracking what foods and and how. Uh, I mean, I have um, something that we use called a food and mood diary. 
So it's really good to be able to tune into yourself, and you've clearly been able to do that. But it's also an example of we generally talk about it, the narrative is normally about the what we call the typical menopause, but there are atypical versions as well, and it can happen at any age, and mm. um, you know for different reasons, surgical, chemically, um, other health conditions, and it could even happen naturally early um, as well. So that's why we talk about the menstrual health because. For you, it wouldn't that wouldn't have been on your radar. But if I talk to you about your periods, you probably could have. Nearly everybody that I speak to will go, "Oh my goodness, let me tell you about my periods," you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's the beginning of the menopause stories. It's the same hormones in your menstrual cycle as as involved in menopausing. So um, we like to bookend it and start the story in what I call a better place because then. You've got longer to digest the information, um, get to grips with what's actually happening to your body at a younger age. And so then when these shifts occur, you are more tuned into it. So you have to learn really, really fast. Um, um, But it's great to hear you saying that you've you've got the hang of some of these things here because it's not easy, is it? It's not easy. Yeah, it is like learning to listen to your body paying attention and being mindful isn't it just you know trial and testing you know what works what doesn't and uh yes i know my 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 triggers are it doesn't stop me not having them though i still like my coffee and (laughs) your chocolate you know but you know i know my friend a friend of mine um she was very partial to red wine but she what she found that when she was going through those stages was that she would have the most incredible crimson flush on her neck that would just rise up and and, uh-huh. and go through her face. Um, it was absolutely scarlet. So she, she for that reason, um, and the hot flush, obviously, um, she, she stopped drinking red wine because it had such an impact on her body, and yeah. visibly so. Are you there? Huh? Yeah, she yeah, that's that's um. I mean, for, for safe for getting the roll necks out, Jackie. That's not a nice problem to have, <laughs> isn't it? You know, it's a physical, <laughs> a physical thing when uh, you know you can see it almost coming up your face. That's uh, yeah. Oh no, you yeah, could definitely could. It was almost like a birthmark. It was almost like a red birthmark that suddenly started yeah. creeping up her neck. So it's that is not. Tough. And you've got a daughter as well, haven't you? How old is she? Yes, my daughter. She is fifteen. So yeah. So. Uh, yeah, she 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 started her periods. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going through it. You know, as they all do at that age, and just trying to get used to it. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough time. And uh, one of her daughter, do- uh, one of her, my my daughter's friends, suffers very badly from. Um, you know, we don't know if it's the beginnings of you know something like endometriosis. I don't know, but it's she is in a lot of discomfort and pain. Mm. You know, when she has them, and I just feel for her. I really do feel for her. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, she's had days off school, and it affects a lot of you know, a lot more people than I think we we realise, doesn't it? Mm. And what yeah, what advice might yeah. you give for about for somebody who has that? Then Fiona, is there anything specific? It is. It is about tracking um, and looking at her triggers as well, because it's not just the the actual time of the period it's what's happening the other times of the month and mm. it really would be worth having a conversation with you about triggers um for, as a lived experience to say look i know what makes me worse 
Mm. Um, you, she won't have had as much practice um, on being able to tune in perhaps, but with some guidance and just using a basic journal, um, just a pad that she uses specifically to write down how she's feeling, what she's eaten, how much she's moved, mm. and then tracking it with the, the number of days of her cycle. Because um, the thing that would be really important to find out is how long her cycle is and is it the same every month? And if it isn't, mm. then there's indications that, um, and the type of bleed as well, because when um, periods are just kind of getting into a routine, you don't always ovulate each month and um, actually that becomes standard through adult life but we tend to have maybe two or three cycles a year where we don't ovulate and that has a difference on the hormone ratios and it has a difference on how we bleed the kind of bleed because we don't always bleed um but but it's a different kind of bleed when we do if we don't ovulate and if that's happening too often, then that would definitely be something then she's got that data and she could go to the doctors. And if the length of the cycle is changing as well, because mm -hmm. we're, we're accustomed to assume, because we talk about the monthly cycle, um, in actual fact, the data has shown um, with some research that was done with thousands and thousands of women with one of the um, menstrual cycle tracking apps, is that only 16% from that data, if we extrapolate it, 16% of women have a 28-day cycle. So in actual fact, you could be anything between, and from a medical perspective, they consider anything from 25 to 35 days as inverted commas normal. Mm. Um, but whatever that normal is for her, it's important to know right now so that it, if it's fluctuating a lot, then that is a reason to then go to the doctors and say, right, like this month, it was only 20 days. The month before, it was 30. And then this time, it was this. And this time, it was this. Yeah. Then, the, then the medics have something to work from and can look at whether where they would refer her to. And if you can, then when she's tracking, it might be as, as simple as changing certain things that she's eating. Um, and that might reset it. Um, yeah. Because the ovaries work in very strange ways, and we can't control them. Um, but we can certainly influence them and choose to do certain things um, at different times. Um, but yeah, I do feel for her. Um, it's not easy. There are some great new um, modern femtech things that are coming out. Um, so there's a, like a, a bodysuit, like a leotard that has a built-in kind of tens machine. Oh, wow. to, help, to help relieve period pains because you can use mm. the tens machine for um, for labour pains. I don't. Yeah. I use them both when I. Uh, when I was having uh, delivering my babies, what was I? Uh, was I delivering them? Giving birth <laughs> to them—that's the word I'm looking for. Um, like a, a pregnant postman. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so tens machines and things like that can actually be really helpful to reduce um, uh, the pain that she might be experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, not just using painkillers and things like that, but it's yeah. important that she tracks, tunes in and um, starts to become a hormone detective and collect the data on her before they then say, because a lot of this is often treated by saying, okay, we'll go on the contraceptive pill, which is really just masking the situation. So if she yeah. can get to grips with what the triggers are, um, now would be a good time to do it. That's interesting because yeah, two, two things just occurred to me as you're talking is one, I think I'm 
I was extremely lucky, I guess, when I had my periods. My periods were bang on almost to the minute and lasted seven days, end of. And I knew exactly when it was going to start, exactly when it finished. Um, so I was very lucky in that respect. Um, but talking about the um, birth pill, um, I watched Coronation Street. And <laughs> the young girl there that's had a, a baby, she's going through... Um, oh, no, it's not the one that's had the baby. It's another one. One of the young girls um, is actually going through quite a difficult time, again in quotes, um, because she's, they've decided it's her periods that are causing her extreme mood swings. Now, whether, in fact, something else is going to come out of that, who knows? It's a story, isn't it? But they have, as a matter of course, it would seem, put her on the birth pill to try and help what they think is the periods causing the problem. And they've, that's what they've done. Boom. This is a story, we, I know. You're but, breaking up a bit, Nikki, so uh, it's oh. hard to you're saying but you talking there's a storyline in coronation street about mood swings is that what you said there's a young girl yes who's having extreme yeah. mood swings and yeah. the doctor has put her on the birth pill yeah i mean um there are i mean as well as pms premenstrual syndrome there is something which um i think they're raising a lot more awareness about it's called pmdd mm. and um can't even premenstrual dysphoric I couldn't think of it there premenstrual yeah. premenstrual dysphoric disorder which is a very um it's similar to PMS but it's kind of more extreme it doesn't include all the same symptoms as PMS but it, one of them is this is the psychological impact that the change and the shift in hormones on the second half of the cycle um, and yeah there's there's a lot more awareness coming about that now but there's a lot more work to be done because you can actually feel suicidal and it's often been misdiagnosed as a mental health um, illness whereas it's actually more to do with uh, the hormone disruptions and how your body is responding to its own hormones really um, but um, using contraception for that oral contraception I wouldn't have thought that that would have been recommended by the societies that talk about that but um, I will have a look at the program I will have a look at the storyline and, and see see what that is actually all about yeah because I think it's quite possible because from what I've watched on television when there are medical things they do seem to research things quite thoroughly don't they um, yeah. and the story has a, a, a medical end if you like in that or a medical point to make so I'm just wondering in this storyline if in fact there is something going to come out of it like that that you've just described who knows oh who have I lost are you what? both there still yeah we're here but it's really difficult to hear you and I'm virtually swallowing this microphone. Can you no, see me? No, it's not. It's not the lack of volume. It keeps breaking up. You go higgledy yeah. piggledy. Yeah. And there's about six or seven words we can't hear in the sentence. So I think it might be the signal. Oh right. Okay. Well, I'm going to leave you guys to talk and go ahead. If you keep an eye on the time yourself, round about five two, 
we're going to go into a little bit of um I'll, I'll do my thank yous for everyone and wind up the show and we'll go into some mu- music before we crash into the adverts so before we do that bearing in mind it's now just gone quarter to four would you both like to reaffirm how people can actually get in touch with you both and Loretta if you like to do that because I don't think you've done it so far if you do it and then Fiona back you up on that one yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jackie. So um, the Life in Magazine's website is www.lifeinmagazines with an S on the end, .co.uk. And uh, if you're interested in, in uh, putting in a nomination for your business or nominating either a community hero, best individual award or the best business personality. That's me. Don't to... anybody else apply for that. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> the awards website is um, www.the-abbers, which is A-B-B-B, so three Bs, uh, uk, And, uh, yeah, just, just get nominating because, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of businesses that need to be highlighted and celebrated, so... Thanks for that. It's, it's, no, thank you. It's going to be brilliant. And it also, um, the awards ceremony is going to be fabulous as well at the, war, at the Warren. Um, the Warren, yes. With Hayes, Posh Frocks. Yeah. That's where it's taking part, yeah. Yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you um, for no that, Loretta. Um, Fiona, again, just to catch up on how people get in touch with you. You can go online and use themenopauseschool.com. And that's how you can get in contact with us and you'll find all the links to our social media from there. Okay, so a little little reminder about 12.30. We are networking and support training meetings and events for businesswomen. And you can find us on all the W's, 1230.co.uk. This radio show is once a week on a Monday. Although I have to confess, bank holidays are excluded. Um, (laughs) And you can find the podcast under the labelling of the navigation um, bar on our website. And I'm using the facilities here in... um, Love to Beat radio station based here in Penge. So... What else would you both like to talk about before we do crash into the adverts and have a little bit of music? Fiona, I'm sure you've got something to say, and you as well, Loretta, somewhere along the line. Yeah, sorry, are we still on there or are we not? Are Are you what? You know, you're still there. You've got another um, 10 minutes. Another 10 minutes. Oh, wonderful. So, yes, well, I've just come out of the dentist, as you know. Had uh, two injections, one at the top, one at the bottom. So oh. I'm a bit wonky. <laughs> oh, dear. But, um, I do so appreciate yes, you joining us. Oh, no, no, no. I wanted to, and I said I would, and I feel absolutely fine, bar the wonky mouth. So apologies for the background traffic noise. It's, I'm still sat in the car just, just having left. I would have called in earlier, Jackie, but I just got out of the chair. So... <laughs> apologies for that no but it's good to good to uh, good to chat though it's um and very interesting and, and a very important topic you know the menopause um yeah it's not discussed enough i don't think i actually got recommended davina's book i mean you both must be aware of davina's book and i picked that up um you know from the shop a couple of months ago so i've been devouring that um but also the brain fog i forgot to, to mention it earlier the brain fog as well not just uh, the hot sweats and the, you know, and um, 
and, and those sorts of things. But yeah, just uh, not remembering what I, I or being able to recall information. It's just uh, that's something else I've noticed. Any tips on that, common. Fiona? Any tips on the brain fog? <laughs> Yeah, well, really, the idea is, is it, you don't know when it's going to happen. No. So, um, and the only tips that you can really have is, is like when you're aware of it, is the first thing to try and do is to calm down. But that's easier said than done, because obviously the your increased anxiety um, can actually exacerbate it and make it even worse. So, um, but yeah, with the with the brain fog, it's it's a funny one. So it's really all of these little individual symptoms can. Are best treated holistically um and so you can't specifically particularly with brain fog um kind of like treat it as a as a standalone kind of thing but you just got to be aware of what happens when it's there or when it's you can maybe suddenly start to start to feel it or sometimes it could just be in the middle of a sentence and you can't remember the word and things like that um one of the reasons for this is the way that um Estradiol is actually, you know, one of your key hormones is uh, a neurotransmitter in the brain. I mean, who, who knew? Um, there's a really good book if you uh, want to write a call down, The XX Brain by Dr. Lisa Mosconi. Um, and she's done a lot of study on brain and, and estrogen in the brain. There's a really good TED talk actually called Estrogen and the Brain. Um, but it's more about putting strategies in place for yourself. So again, it comes back to the menopause feng shui and finding <laughs> things. So if you are finding, you know, evidence of brain fog, what could you be carrying in your handbag, like post-it notes or things like that? Or what kind of memory strategies? Or, you know, is it as simple as having uh, your note app on your phone to write things down or even voice record? Because the number of times I go, oh, yeah, no, I'll remember that in a minute. And then in actual fact, I don't. So if I voice record it, or tap it into my Google Notes, um, which syncs then with all of my devices, I can nine times out of 10 remember to go and have a look at the notes and go, oh yeah, that's what it was, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, I just wanna, um, the good thing is apparently, although I'm practically post-menopause now, the extremes of the brain fog will subside because the a lot of the symptoms are kind of are the evolutionary adaption to being, um, at lower levels, significantly lower levels of the hormones um, for the rest of our lives. Obviously, with HRT, you're supplementing it a little bit, and that can make um, the transition a lot easier. But ultimately, we still kind of plateau out. We don't have these ebbs and flows. Uh, in theory, our cognition is still there. Our intellect is still there. We're still as intelligent and dynamic. Um, <laughs> We just have this short-term disruption in accessing some of the uh, information. Um, and yeah, so as long as you don't let it kind of get to you, and the other thing that to avoid is um, being honest with the people around you, so that you almost so you don't become the butt of jokes. So this is a, something that has happened historically over years. You know, people have just gone, oh, I'm just so forgetful, um, and it becomes kind of like part of you and part um part of your personality and then maybe you become labeled as the forgetful one and people in the family might you know take the mickey um whereas in actual fact you're not it's just this 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 transition and, and and things like that but i think it's important to be honest with the people around you and um just look at own individual strategies when it comes to things like that and a similar symptom 
because it's all triggered in the brain actually a hot flush is triggered in the brain as well so yeah um so reducing you know being aware of it and then doing some stopping and breathing um to help reduce your anxiety because a lot of the symptoms get worse because we kind of feel a symptom happening and then we get anxious and so our cortisol goes up and the moment our cortisol goes up it actually reduces the efficiency of your hormones so we kind of have this almost like self-fulfilling prophecy that occurs because you go oh i think i'm having a hot flush if i'm having a flop flush oh my god here's the hot flush yeah. uh, whereas in fact if we could like go breathe and be still breathe and be still easier said than done um you can sometimes nip certain symptoms in the bud but yeah so okay sorry uh, okay ladies and I'm, I'm gonna um call us to a halt there so first of all i want to thank you both very very much for coming in and particularly um loretta when you are numbed up and uh, thought of us so thank you so much for joining us and sitting in the car fiona right, once again thanks, no thank you and fiona um wonderful to listen and talk to you again thank you again so much for being here just a reminder about Bromley's meeting. The 12.30 Bromley meeting is at the Barrel and Horn on Wednesday. And next week, I've got two MBEs coming on the show. We have Liz Jackson, and who has not been on our show before, so I'm absolutely delighted that she can join us. And also Sonia Brown, who is a fairly regular guest with us. So do please tune in to that. And um, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care. Thank you to my special guests, Ailsa, Loretta and Fiona. Take care, everyone. Bye for now. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.